0: Good morning. Welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God, trust it to transform our lives. And today's message, I think if you struggle with anger, has potential to make a big, big difference in your peace, your joy, your relationships. I'm going to share a key that someone shared with me many, many years ago, and it has been the key to overcoming About 80% of my anger issues, okay? That may not, there may be some stronger things we will deal with tomorrow, like real violations, legal violations or, or terrible abuse or things of that nature. But much of what upsets us, much of what triggers us, we're gonna talk about today. And I think it'll be a big, big difference to you. What does trigger people? You tried to think, why is it that people do get angry? It's such a big problem. It happens so often. It's important to figure out what causes it. Indeed, if you can figure out what it is that triggers you, or maybe your spouse, or someone, your boss, or someone else that you would like to be close to, and yet you find that anger keeps separating and damaging your relationship. If you can figure that out, obviously you're halfway there to solving the problem. I found that most people become angry because they feel violated somehow. Maybe they're disrespected. They're not treated properly. They don't get what they deserve. And this creates an attitude of anger. i bet you if you think to yourself, if you think in your own life, times when you felt disrespected or when you felt violated, when you felt not treated properly, it can well up within us an attitude of anger. Let me give some examples. How about when your kids don't obey? Wow. If there's anything that upsets parents, you think, I feed you, I put a roof over your head, I clothe you. The least you can do is obey me on some of these little things I ask you about or get a right attitude or things of this nature. I'll bet you that's made you angry at times if you're a parent. If not, you're unusual. We all have struggled with that. Or How about, you know. The house isn't clean. Or I got cut off in traffic. Who is that jerk who cut my my way or took my parking spot? I was waiting and he stole it from me. I deserve that spot. I deserve that place on the road. I was driving and he cut me off. Who is that guy? He violated me. I deserved that spot. How about you feel you're not getting paid well enough at work? I deserve more, and you have this seething anger at your boss, your employer, that you feel I deserve better pay or better conditions or to be treated better. All of these things can rob us of peace, rob us of joy, and trigger us, and we can be right on the edge, can't we? Of course, we can have these things with bigger things, our government. I deserve a better government. I deserve better treatment. I deserve our government not messing up the gas prices and inflation and the economy and all these things. And we can be so upset and angry because we think I deserve something better. Or how about those Wall Street execs who tinker with the the, the stock market and you, I deserve my money that I've invested to keep going up, 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 up all the time. It's so easy. What is it that triggers you? I know in my upbringing, one of the Major images I have in my of, of my my family upbringing was our dinner time. We would eat dinner together most every night, and yet, Dad was always late. If Mom had dinner ready at six, he got there at six fifteen. If Mom moved it back to six fifteen, he got there at six thirty. If she moved it to six thirty, he got there about six forty-five. If 6.45, he got there. Whatever it was, he was always 10 to 15 minutes late. I might add, this has been a practice I've inherited from him as well. And anyway, mom would always get so mad. No matter how late she moved to dinner, he was always late. And, and so dinner was often tense, angry, yelling. Why were you so late again? My dad would offer an excuse. Met someone, I was leaving work, and, and uh, you know, there's traffic, or red lights, or, or I met someone in the parking lot on the way out, and I just chatted with them for a minute, lost track of time. Whatever it was, it seemed like it happened regularly, and so our dinners were often angry, tense times of yelling. How do you solve all these different things? The verse that comes to my mind that I'd like to share with you that's had such an impact on me is found in Philippians chapter 2. And Jesus is our example, and it simply says this, have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and being found in the likeness of men. Now, stop and think what went on here. Jesus is the Son of God, was, was in the very likeness of God, existed in the very form of God. He was God. By the way, He is God. I want to be clear on that. He was and is God, but He laid aside His privileges and He came to earth as a bondservant. He didn't come to earth as the emperor. He didn't come to earth as the one who who ruled a political kingdom. He came to earth as a servant. He yielded up his rights to be treated as God. And many times people didn't treat him the way he deserved to be treated. They did not honor him, worship him, obey him the way he deserved to be. Let's be honest, often we don't either. And Jesus, who had every right to just smash his opponents, every right to just send them all to hell, every right to demand to be treated properly, he didn't. Instead, he came and he served them, and he even died for us. He took the form of a servant. A servant is not one who demands, you've got to live your life, you've got to do everything for me. A servant who is one who says, I will honor you, I'll respect you, I'll put you first. The phrase here is he yielded up his rights. The thing that he had the right to, he gave it over and did not demand to be treated that way. And we're told, have this same attitude in ourselves that Jesus had. Right before that, Paul's writing in Philippians 2, verses 3, Three and four, he says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than yourself, not looking out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which is also in Christ. That was Christ's attitude. Friends, I want to encourage you this process of taking your rights and yielding them up to God. To make a huge difference. This is why later on in life, when I heard the story of a wife whose husband was always late for dinner and what she did about it and how they always argued about it, it resonated with me because I thought, well, that was my experience growing up. What did this other woman do? She heard this message about yielding up rights and she decided, okay, God, I'm going to give to you my right. To have my husband get home on time to sit down at the table when the meal's ready. Now, she'd worked hard to prepare it, and she had every right, shall we say, for him to be there on time and to appreciate it and show his appreciation by being there on time. But she said, I'm going to give you that right. I won't demand that right. And she gave it to God. And instead, she began to develop a spirit of gratitude that he came home at all. Hey, folks. There's a lot of husbands who don't come home for dinner at all. There's a lot of husbands who don't show up for dinner. There's a lot of husbands who don't want to even be there anymore. There's a lot of husbands who have abandoned their family. There's even some husbands who have have, have an accident or been killed on their way home, and they're never there again. And she changed her attitude from, he he, he I have the right for him to be here on time, to saying, I'm just glad he shows up at all. Many women don't have that joy. I'm glad he shows up at all. And interestingly, when God worked on her heart to have that attitude, instead of demanding of him, of being grateful towards him, she, her anger subsided. Her anger went away. She no longer felt violated because she'd given that right to God. She'd given it up. And she said, God, I'll let you work on me and on my heart. And that's all she focused on. Surprisingly, her husband, God began to work on her husband. And when she wasn't complaining and grumbling and being upset at him, but just being grateful and kind when he showed up, believe it or not, he started coming home a little earlier. He started showing up on time. Basically, this is the principle. Let God work on you and let God work on others. Those people you feel are violating you or taking advantage of you, you you yield up your right, your demand to be served by them and say, God, I give up my rights. Help me to have a servant attitude. Help me to realize I'm just a bondservant, like Jesus Christ, just a bondservant. Let God work that humility in your heart, and then God can begin to work in the lives of these others who are bothering you or who you feel are disrespecting you. Give God the opportunity to work on that person. We often get angry because we, we're the person who violates us, we want to change them. Folks, one of the important lessons in life, let God change you. Cooperate with God in changing you. And then watch how God goes to work in changing others. Now, one important thing I want to add here, and that has to do with children. I mentioned earlier, we often get upset, do we not, if our children don't obey us. And you're saying, Tom, does that mean that by yielding up the right to be obeyed, that you just have children who are a bunch of degenerates that are, that are disobedient, that are you know wild, that never never mind you, never listen, never obey? No, that's not it. Because while we yield up the right to be obeyed, we do not yield up the responsibility to teach our children obedience. And there's a big difference, my friends. If I feel I have the right to be obeyed, you're my children. I'm bigger than you. I'm in charge here. You have to obey me. I have the right to be obeyed. We'll be angered and triggered whenever they challenge us. And believe me, they will. But if we see it as not my right to be obeyed, but my responsibility as a parent to teach obedience, that I'm required by God to teach them, then I go with a whole different attitude instead of being angry that I'm offended and violated, I'm teaching obedience for their sake. I'm teaching obedience because I love them, because I want them to be the person God has created them to be. And it might you might be saying the same thing. You might be expecting the same thing and telling them to do the same thing, but your attitude is entirely different. Instead of anger, your attitude is one of love. And that's really, really important to realize. This principle of yielding up rights. So, my question has this brought to your mind today anything where you get angered, where you feel violated, where you feel you're not being respected, where your rights are not being uh, honored? Maybe, just maybe. God wants you to be like Jesus and yield those rights to God and say, God, I'm a servant. I give those to you. I allow you to have your way in my life. Work upon me. And I believe, I do believe that when God, when we let God work in us and change us, shall we say, it's not long before God removes some of those irritations and because he's using all these things. He's using these irritations. He's using these violations to make us more and more like Jesus Christ, to reveal in us areas of selfishness and pride, and to help us be humble to be more and more like Jesus. It's powerful. Folks, this is a powerful lesson. It's made such a difference in my life. I trust it can in you as well. Father in heaven, we thank you for the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you exist in the very form of God. But you did not regard that as something to be grasped or asserted or demanded. Rather, you stepped aside, you came to earth as a servant. You came to earth as a man. There were many people who disrespected you, didn't treat you as to deserve as you in fact, Jesus, I don't think anyone treated you as you deserve to be. And yet you were not an angry person, you had peace you walked around with joy, you had a a, a calmness in your spirit because you had yielded up to God and you were trusting your Father. Oh, Father, I pray you'd give us the grace, the humility to make this same choice, to take these areas where we feel violated, disrespected, dishonored, that would trigger us and make us angry, and we yield that to you. We give that to you, Father. We trust that as we yield our rights to you, as Jesus did, that you're going to transform us and make us more and more like him. You're going to do surgery within our own hearts and our soul, you know, make us more a, a gracious, kind, loving person filled with humility and true servant spirit. And we believe, Lord, as you do that, we will bring more and more glory to you. And Father, we just pray for the grace to allow you to work on us, and as you do that, we trust you to work on those who may irritate us. Help us, Father, to distinguish what is a right that we're asserting that we must let go, and what is a responsibility that we don't want to be passive about, but we want to be faithful with. Help us have see the difference in attitude. Whoever we're treating, whoever we're working with, wherever we're at, to have the wisdom and discernment to tell the difference and allow that to change our attitude towards them. We bless you today. We love you. Oh God, this day, let nothing rob us of our peace or joy. I pray we'd not be angry people today, but we'd be people filled with the love of God and the peace of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. This is our strength. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, so glad to have you along. This is, to me, a great, great message. I'll tell you, um, as I was preparing this and thinking about it, I thought, this is this is gold. I'm so grateful to someone who shared this principles with me way back when I was a teenager. And it made all the difference in my life, in my marriage, in my treating my children. Makes a difference when I'm out on campus and people interrupt me and are rude to me. It's made so much difference, and it brings me peace to live this way. So I'm glad you're with me today. If you're new, welcome. I hope you come back regularly. I hope you subscribe to the channel and come here, whether you come live each morning at 830 when we're here or later in the day, you can watch, or even you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. We believe in getting the word of God every day because we want to be feeding our soul and being transformed by the power of God's word every day. I hope you'll join us. To those of you who are with me each day, God bless you. So glad to have you along. Might you be strong and overcoming today. Amen. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his love, his grace, and give you the peace that comes from being a servant of God, yielding your rights, following the example of Jesus. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.